This is the Tornado Trackers Podcast. The Tornado Trackers are storm chasers Jeremy Heyman, Jeff Mangum, and me, Gabe Cox. Hey, I'm Jeremy. I'm Gabe. And I'm Jeff. Welcome to the Tornado Trackers podcast. We are still in season two, guys. We're here. We're so excited to be here um, in season two of the Tornado Trackers podcast. This is a podcast about severe weather, storm chasing, and the three best friend storm chasers out there, the Tornado Trackers, uh, Jeremy, Jeff, and Gabe. So thank you so much for joining us. We have a really fabulous show tonight or today or whenever you're listening. I don't know. Uh, maybe you're listening 20 years in the future. It's it's 2041 right now. What's mm, what's, what's that good. like? Are things getting better? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I'm, things no. will be better by then. You think yes. so? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I'm, either. I'm optimistic tonight. <laughs> good. <laughs> Just tonight, good. though. Well, fellas, uh, I got a tooth removed today. Let me, let me show the hot cast. Look at that. Oh, Bottom yeah. middle tooth. <laughs> Can you whistle through there? Not yet. I haven't, I haven't tried yet. But and squirt I'll, some water. I'll update the podcast as we go. Um, but yeah, it's pure, purely. It, I'm, I'm a little surprised at myself that I did this. It's purely <laughs> from vanity. Like, I, <laughs> I want to get my teeth straightened. I, my parents couldn't afford braces when I was a kid. You know, I'm 30, almost 34 now and i'm like let's let's do this thing let's 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 make this these pearly whites all lined up and so they were like we're gonna have to pull one of your teeth and i was like man this sounds like an interesting adventure um okay my wife was uh definitely less enthusiastic or less like or she was more like what you you have you don't have many questions jeremy like what <laughs> she was like she was like i would have so many questions i didn't really even know what tooth they She's were gonna like, pull am i gonna today. be married to hillbilly jeremy now i What's... mean yeah i'm <laughs> I'm I'm from Nebraska, you know. I've got some some roots there, but um, yeah. Just trust no. the professional. You just trust the professional. I kind of do, and and it was. <laughs> I mean, I still had like work today and meetings, and it was <laughs> interesting. So, are you riding like the pain meds train right now? No, not at all. Like, I just took some ibuprofen. They numbed it up. I mean, it wasn't. It was just one of my front, so not super crazy um root or whatever I, I don't know what i'm talking about but um i have one one last tooth into season two that was my big change over into season two <laughs> Dude, right? I, I got on invisalign two years ago and they good. were they were like this and so <laughs> this is my this is my hand pointing out in weird ways mm -hmm. um it's taken two years but it's it's i think it's worth it yeah, I've had no weird. work done on my teeth that's why i'm hiding behind the windscreen <laughs> no <laughs> you've got good teeth gabe no, they look great. You got yeah. some good teeth, bro. Naturally beautiful. Oh, you guys, hey. shucks. Hey, we're here to lift each other up. Yeah. So that's my adventure. I mean, that's over the last like year and a half, I've had some extreme life changes uh, in my life, you know, like having a child and changing careers. But this feels very visceral to me. Like Nothing tops losing a tooth <laughs> a in your 30s. <laughs> yeah, just, just let them have it. I should have asked for, asked for the tooth. Uh, that huge regret walking out of the the, sure. the dentist. Are you going to sneak a quarter under your pillow? <laughs> oh God, I hope so. Oh, yeah, man. what would I really want? Like a I'll Venmo you twenty five cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope she slips like an iPad under my pillow or something. That would be that would be not really gonna fun. No, Inflation, not gonna man. Yeah, right, right. So yeah, uh, y'all will. As I'm talking, y'all will now see the 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 hole there. So. You sound great. You look great. Oh, 
thank you thank you hopefully well, over the over the course of the season my teeth will be straightening uh as we as we go so <laughs> fun times um gabe i think you had something else for us uh oh boy do i ever <laughs> oh gosh i'm excited about this <laughs> I'm, I'm so nervous i'm, I'm excited and slightly this. embarrassed uh, it was it was brought to our attention that <clears throat> we use the word stoked excessively in episode one. <laughs> Who said of that? Season two. I want to know. I want to know names. Uh, it might have it might have been me while I was editing. Oh, okay. Um, it was fired. embarrassing. <laughs> it was mainly me. I'll admit that. It's a great word. So I've come up uh, with the Stoke challenge tonight, fellows. Stoke challenge. And we are not allowed to use that word from here on out. Okay. Mm. Um, I have sent over a list of synonyms. <laughs> <laughs> for the word we will not speak of mm-hmm. and tonight anytime you Crap. want to express your thrill in any way you must choose from this list okay oh gosh hold on i'm looking at it now so that's great our guest doesn't have this <laughs> list so our guest may be screwed no, i don't know sorry she's allowed to say stoked you're allowed <laughs> to say stoked we've we, we've reached our quota for many seasons yeah. true um okay i've got the list you got the list you guys see it yeah okay oh my god whatever you want if we let's see how many we can knock out okay it's a long list i will (laughs) say that but we're talking about very exciting material oh yeah so i think we'll all be tickled pink hey oh count it off i'm wearing pink pink. just fyi (laughs) (laughs) every time you use a word you'll hear a ding yeah ding all right right. well i'm a thrill I don't know where this list is. <laughs> oh, I just saw the list. That is unbelievable. A thrill is a real wor- word. That's very like, like, old. these are all, yes, these are all from the actual dictionary. Stoke okay. is in the dictionary, Question. but we just used it too many times. <laughs> Can I use these words out of context? Oh yeah. I would love if you did. <laughs> Cause I will. I will. <laughs> oh my God. I would be elated. Oh, nice. I, I will be ebullient. Ebullient. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> it's on the list, man. We're gonna I'm knock just... them all out before we introduce our guest. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Well, I'm crazy Please about punch. This. I'm crazy about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. Uh, all I want to do is say the S word now. Like it's for, for you. Told me I can't do something. Um, it's true. All right. Cool. Well, let's bring in our guest. We're so excited she's here with us. Jessica Moore is a meteorologist and a professional photographer based out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. She holds a broadcast and operational meteorology degree from Mississippi State University. Jessica has spent time uh, as a field correspondent for Weather Nation TV, and her videos have been broadcast on the Weather Channel, ABC, NBC, CNN, CBS, and many more. Her incredible stock imagery of severe weather has also been purchased by commercial clients from around the world and she is now helping lead the way uh for storm chasers everywhere to sell their photography in in very new and exciting ways which we will touch on um which are very uh, let me scroll down which we're, we are very uh overjoyed about, <laughs> about <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen uh welcome to the show jessica moore welcome jessica hey thanks guys i appreciate you having me on of course very excited to have you on Yes, absolutely. You have been uh, one of our favorites for years and years on social media. Just, just very, very uh, thrilled to have you on the Tornado Trackers podcast. It's been, it's been a long time coming for us. Um, wow! Thank you. I really appreciate that. It means a lot to me. <laughs> totally. If anybody's listening out there, we'll we'll put uh, a link to your work uh, in the show notes. Um, yeah, keep listening or pause. If just go take a look at some of uh, Jessica's 
photography it, it's just some of the best in the biz um just crazy crazy good stuff thank you yeah absolutely um and so we're very excited to to talk to you about kind of how you got started um in storm chasing and with severe weathers a question we like to ask all of our guests um though is is what is your origin story what is your weather origin story kind of like what flipped that circuit in your brain maybe it was at a young age um yeah so where where did it all begin for jessica moore (laughs) Sure. Yeah, for me, you know, I don't have a singular event that really triggered my love of weather. It's just always honestly just been there. My whole family going back, honestly, generations has been pretty crazy about the weather. It's just always been something I've been surrounded by. Um, You know, growing up in Colorado Springs, we get a lot of just wild extremes of, of weather. And so I was always just fascinated with watching it and and you know my whole family anytime there were like major storms rolling through we would all just like go out into our garage like bust out some camping chairs and just sit out and watch the storms and it was like just always a thing we did every single time it was just like so exciting anytime a storm came by that we would just go out and watch it you know safely um and you know um my my dad actually told me a lot of stories about growing up in dallas where he grew up um and one in particular i think really resonated with me which involved him essentially, he and his brothers decided it would be a good idea that um, they would go onto their roof and watch a tornado that was literally <laughs> just down the block from them destroying a 7-Eleven. And oh they they sat there on their roof while their mom was going absolutely crazy looking for them. <laughs> Where are my children? Well, they're on the roof watching a tornado suck up the 7-Eleven gas station sign into the funnel and literally... <laughs> It's the funniest story to me because, I mean, obviously they got they got their butts whooped, right? But then, <laughs> but then it's so funny because they found a way to get back out and get back onto the roof for a second time, and so they like they obviously all had this like crazy intense obsession with like watching storms, and so that like I just growing up always like made him tell me that story like all the time because I just thought it was the funniest thing ever, and also just fascinated me, you know, like. The first time I ever saw saw a tornado in movie cinema was obviously, you know, Wizard of Oz and that whole I would I would watch that movie like growing up all the time just to watch that one scene. I didn't really care at all about the rest of the movie. Yeah. It was just like who yeah. cares about the rest of the movie? Right? The first 20 minutes is, is everything <laughs> you need. Yeah. It's everything. It's all you need, right? <laughs> um and you know, my my uncle actually um you know, I I would go out to Dallas really with um with my family, my, my grandmother and uncle lived out there. So I spent a lot of summers out there with, with them. And, um, you know, they get all their, I should say early summer. So they get their storms down there. And, um, my uncle was the first person to taught me how to read a radar. I Hmm. was probably like, you know, 10 years old or something like that. And so he was, he would, you know, explain to me what reflectivity is and how to, you know, how to read, how, how to read the reflectivity and all that and how to look for rotation and storms and stuff like that. So I was real little bitty when, you know, I started learning about that kind of stuff. Um, That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. So I was just stoked about it, but, um, but yeah, it just kind of has always been an obsession. And then, you know, of course, Twister came out and I, that's when it like first dawned on me, like, wait, people actually go out and chase these things and like study them. I want to do that when I grow up. Like, (laughs) you know, of course for a lot of us, I think that movie kind of spurred, you know, definitely spurred a passion there, but you know, it was always there. It was just like, that was the catalyst that definitely, channeled me in that specific direction like yeah i'm definitely gonna find a way to do this with my life in some way shape or form so um yeah that was kind of it for me and um you know initially i was i wanted to be a meteorologist i 
I that's what I wanted to go to school for. But I was always scared of the math and all of that good stuff. So I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'll just do like a business degree or something like crazy boring. At least that's probably, I should I should not say that. That's <laughs> for fair. me. It's a safe place. But I seriously, I was looking at like my degree plan with business and I was looking at my classes like this sounds so freaking boring to me. Like, what am I doing? I know I want to do meteorology. I need to just like suck it up and do it. I need to just go full send. And this is what I want to do, right? Like, so like, let's just go for it. I don't want to like go through all these years of college just to like have all this debt for a degree. I don't even like, like, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, just kind of silly, but anyway, yeah. So I ended up um, having kind of like a, a bit of an extended um, path getting my degree because I had to kind of switch schools halfway through and just a whole lot of personal life issues that kind of got in the way and I had to take a break for a few years but I did eventually graduate that's what matters and I got my degree and I'm like super pumped so um, yeah it's just been an adventure and I've been chasing um, officially for next year will be my 10th year of chasing so oh, um, awesome amazing yeah. that's awesome and you graduated from Mississippi State is that right yes Yes. Uh, which is where Jeff is enrolled right now. Yes. No so, way. Yes. Yeah. So 45 year old, it just yes. started, just made a change. So I've, I've started the certificate of broadcast meteorology program. So I'm my first two uh, classes into a three-year program here. And so I've been taking, t- I took a lab test last night, took a quiz yeah, oh, it's bringing back all the old days, mm-hmm. right? Oh man, I'm so pumped for you. That's yeah. awesome. Do you have any it's, tips for Jeff or notes? <laughs> yes, <laughs> or notes? yes. Uh, well, old tests. I will say oral <laughs> tests. Right? Yeah. Test. I'm glad really, for that. Though, I, you, I would honestly like probably probably blow your mind with the amount of like I have three shelves worth of binders from all of my classes because wow. I literally kept all of my detailed notes, every single textbook. Oh, that's awesome. I, I'm a crazy person. I just was that. I was that's just, good. That's you good. Know? I was just like, you know, I guess if you're going to spend that much on college. Might as well keep literally yep, everything right. from it. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a great, <laughs> great program. Amazing professors. I mean, I think you'll really enjoy it. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's fun. It is, it is exposing my poor study habits in college, which was <laughs> 25 years ago. So it's like, now is a chance for me to reboot. And I'm kind of walking around telling people I'm studying hard. Like I take notes, I have notebooks and th- that was never the case for me 25 years ago. So really, so far three weeks in or four weeks in, I'm, I'm doing good so far. Yes. I love to hear it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Well, thanks for sharing a little bit of your story, Jessica. Um, something that I'm really interested in is, is when did you pick up a camera for the first time? And, and how, what's that journey been like for you to kind of develop uh, those skills, which you certainly have? Oh, thank you. Um, to be honest with you, that's another thing that like, I've never not had a camera in my hands. I'm just really, really lucky that I grew up in a family that fostered a lot of like, passions and talent and, and interests in me from a young age. And, you know, growing up with my dad, he he's a photographer, professional landscape and um, well, landscape and wildlife photographer. So like, you know, going on like vacations as a kid with our family, as a family or whatever, um, he always had a camera and I was always fascinated watching him take photos like, you know, and I wanted him to show me all the buttons. What do all the buttons do? Right. Like, so I didn't really get my first camera like DSLR camera until like high school, I want to say. Um, but I'd always had like little point and shoots before that. And then like little, little baby film cameras and all this stuff. So, um, but my first DSLR was, you know, gifted from my dad in high school, which is 
amazing. And like, he taught me a lot of stuff and then I just ran with it. So, um, I've, I've just poured hours and hours and, and thousands of dollars into like workshops and classes and, Mm -hmm. and just like teaching myself these things. Um, I've never taken a single photography class necessarily like in college or anything like that, but I just, I've just always been pouring into YouTube videos and just every tutorial I could find and just like, just trying to teach myself and learn the ways, I guess. Um, so yeah, I've just, um, I, I initially was just doing landscape and wildlife and then I opened my own photography business in 2011 doing portraits and weddings. Um, so I actually just shot my last wedding, um, just nice. about a month ago. So wow. I'm like super excited to be done with it. <laughs> I, I was going to ask. <laughs> that's, a whole, bad thing. that's a whole nother thing, isn't it? That's a whole thing. It was a beautiful yeah. wedding to end on because it was mm. in Yosemite. So it was like wow. my dream destination wedding. It was one of my best friends too. So just a really great one to end on, mm. but like 5,000 photos of editing later. I'm like, so glad I'm done with it. <laughs> oh my yes. goodness. 100%. But you know, but yeah, so I, I was always doing that as my kind of ma- way of making money with photography. But then with the storm chasing, the photography just went hand in hand with that. So I just, you know, I just fell in love with this, you know, having this ability to capture the widest possible perspective of the storms that I see. Cause I'm mm. obsessed with structure. I mean, I'm sure any of my photos will tell you that I'm obsessed with seeing like the full picture of everything going on with that storm just freaking blows me away literally every time. Oh, <laughs> so nerdy. Um, <laughs> no. You're, you're speaking, you're being, speaking to some like-minded souls. Yeah. yeah. Good. Preaching yeah. To the choir here. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think, I think we're what they call now, uh, structure hipsters. Structure hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing now, apparently. Uh, yeah. a thing. <laughs> Although I have been told I'm a hybrid because I'm not oh. afraid to like get up close and personal when I need to. But you know, I only really like to do that if like, it seems like structure is not really a big thing and we're just looking at possible mm-hmm. tornado threat, yeah. then I'll pull in close. But like if I'm seeing stacked pancakes, I want to shoot those stacked pancakes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very curious to know. So you, you're making a career out of photography and specifically storm photography. How do you go about, you get these amazing images. How do you then go about marketing them and selling them? Typically I have like kind of multiple steps where it's like, First thing I'll do is I'll throw it out like my best image from or best couple of images from the chase I just had, throw it out on social media with my watermark on it. And then from there, I'll I'll kind of try to edit like a set that's like my best, I don't know, like seven to 10 images if I, you know, have that many from a particular chase. So I have um, an agency out of the UK that I just will go through them and upload a batch of like seven to 10 of my best images and they'll go through and and just select the ones that they want to use and then, uh, you know, reject the rest. And then I just upload my metadata and then they publish it. And they have like, they have clients, commercial clients all over the world. Um, the thing is, is about stock photography is, um, it's not a big money maker. It's just not, you have to, it's, you have to accrue a lot kind of over time. Um, yep. so, so it's, it's a good little like fluffer, I guess, if you want for the, like a little extra income stream, but it's just not anything like remotely reliable at this point for me, but it's just been something that just another way of, you know, getting my work out there. And it's pretty cool when I can go and click on a map and see how many different countries my work has been purchased in and like, just see this, the global reach of my work. It's just wild. But then over the last uh, three or four months, I have discovered the lovely world of NFTs. 
Yes, we want to hear more about that. But I think, first of all, I, I think you lost half of our audience when you said NFT. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, no, including that's... half of the including half of the hosts of the show. No, no, I, I know of NFT. I just don't know what it stands for. <laughs> Could nah. you explain what an NFT is? Sure, it is a non fungible token. And you can think of it as a sort of digital asset that's imprinted on a blockchain that's associated with something like, like Ethereum or Bitcoin or Tezos. There's a process called minting where you put your photo on the blockchain through a platform like uh, Foundation or OpenSea, if you've heard of them. Mm -hmm. You put your photo on the blockchain, you mint it, and then that blockchain is forever like a ledger that keeps track of this photo. So. Once it sells, that token or, you know, that digital asset then gets transferred to whoever just purchased it. But you're forever attributed as the original artist that created it. So no matter how many times that photo or that digital token of your photo gets sold, um, you're forever attributed as the original creator. And you also get 10% royalties of each resale. So it's, it's a wow. pretty cool way to like build some passive income. Like you have the initial sale and then you can build some passive income through resales. Um, so it's, it's just been a really interesting thing that they've been able to think like find this way to like use your photography or even like you can do things like video or you could even maybe do time lapses. You could do like digital art, like graphic design. There's so many amazing things that you can do with um with um, NFTs. And that's just, so that's just one outlet that I just happened to discover a few months ago. And I've just been kind of exploring it. And honestly, learning about all this is like, been so complex to me. I feel like a boomer just trying to understand it all. Like, <laughs> I just, it, it really is like complex, but the more I dig into it, it's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, more than anything, it's just a great community of really super positive people that are always like, like the artists and collectors alike are always just like lifting each other up and supporting each other and super positive, That's awesome. which if we're honest, it's like a nice change from the <laughs> typical chaser yes. vibe. Okay. Yes. So it's just super supportive and I'm like all about that. So it's been, it's been crazy to, you know, be a part of. And, um, you know, there's, of course there's been, uh, you know, I wouldn't say a lot of backlash, but more just like questioning, questioning about it because you know there's the environmental impact of it right mm -hmm. like um but so that's another thing that i've been attempting to kind of like tackle with people is like you know ethereum is responsible for like 0.02 percent of total like global energy consumption but and then nfts is an even smaller portion of that so like a fraction of that so it's like a tiny tiny sliver of that but it is still an impact so I've tried to look for ways to offset that by like, for example, 10% of all my sales are donated to replant trees. Uh, I forget the name of the organization. Give back to nature is what it's called. Sweet. That's yeah. awesome. So it's like, okay, there's, there's ways that we can still offset our carbon footprint. And to be honest, like we're having more of an impact just by driving our cars to and from work every day uh, than we are through a single NFT transaction. So, but still, I, I still am environmentally conscious because you know, this has been something I've researched heavily from the beginning because I didn't want to be doing something that's like harming the environment. So that's one thing I've been doing is donating portions of my sales um, to different nonprofits, that, that being one of them. 
Um, and then also, once we transition over to Ethereum 2.0, that's going to eliminate such a huge portion of the um, of the energy consumptive aspect of it because we're, we're no longer go- like going to be doing like the mining. Right. So that's a whole that's a whole techie thing. Like we could go all the way down yeah. the the rabbit trail with that, but like, I, <laughs> but I'll spare you because I'll probably like you'll fall asleep. But essentially, <laughs> it's it's just it's going to be good. We're progressing towards more eco friendly ethereum um, nft transactions so that's i just wanted to like put that out there i love that that's great (laughs) you know that's great yeah and that's good that's good information for people to know because i know that's one of the main pushbacks for Mm -hmm. uh nft exactly yeah and we're in such early days right with the technology that uh so many more uh opportunities for the technology to become more sustainable and things like that are they're just going to happen because yeah yeah, i think i think people i think especially people who and this is a generalization, but, you know, creatives, uh, pe- you know, people are sensitive to, to things like that. Um, that's, yeah. again, a generalization. Not everybody is, but uh, it's going to be a huge deal to, to make to make it, you know, something you can you can buy and sell with with your conscience still. Um, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. we should mention, too, that you've had success with it and you've only been doing it for a few months, you said, right? Yeah, I did kind of blow up a little bit a few weeks ago, um, or yeah. maybe it's been like, I think it's been like a month now. Gosh, what is time anymore? <laughs> I know, it's, it's <laughs> not a great matter. question. Yeah. It just stopped. <laughs> what is no. time? But, um, but yeah, it kind of blew up for a bit there and it was just like a domino effect and, um, and uh, it's I, blown me away. Like never would have imagined that I could make the kind of revenue from photography that I made in just the span of like one single day. And mm-hmm. then followed by followed by a period of weeks so it was pretty life-altering because it allowed me to like start a really good college savings fund for my daughter it allowed me to like and a fund for myself and pay off some debt like i have a lot of medical debt from stuff and so it's just been amazing um to have like a leg up especially you know i'm a single mom i'm like you know and with my health issues i haven't been able to work like a typical job all summer so this was honestly like a miracle for me to Mm -hmm. find this when I did, when I couldn't technically like really be working. I, I, I just am so grateful for it. So I hope to see it continue to be successful. I hope to see it make that full transition to be more Mm eco-friendly. And I'm just excited about the potential. Totally. And I feel like, I feel like one of the things that you've done that has uh, like, there's a lot of things are like fads and there are things where people get interested and they, and they jump into it for a little bit, but you become um, for lack of a better word, like expert on it, even though I know you don't maybe not feel like an expert, like reading your posts and your tweets and everything about it, you put a lot of work into studying NFTs, the nature of it, uh, the background of it, the future of it. And so I think it's just important for us to share that and say that out loud that, uh, when people see something like this, it's not just something you just jump on a bandwagon and roll with it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work that has gone into yes. you being able to find out what this is and how to get your platform correct. So yes. I just want to make that point because that is noticeable in in your on social media with you that you have given a lot, a lot of effort to that. I applaud you, you for that. Thank you. It's, it yeah. is a lot of work. It's kind of become my full time focus now. And it's um it can be draining. It's, it's a lot of it is just building a community around you and networking a lot. And gosh, like I said, in the beginning, so much research just to understand what in the world I was even doing, (laughs) 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 you know, what am I even doing here? Um, but yeah, like, yeah, lots of hours, lots of research, lots of sleepless nights. And, uh, 
I, but it's amazing. It's, I'm just glad to be part of it. Glad to be here. And I'm always a resource if anyone um, wants to reach out. And of course my, I say that uh, lightly because my <laughs> inbox has been absolutely flooded with people trying to bet. understand Sorry, what is an NFT. <laughs> no, no, you're good. But like, what is an NFT? I'm like, okay, there is Google. <laughs> this, this does exist. It is your friend. No, no, I'm saying that jokingly, but I really am like, I try my best to be resource to people because I do want us all to succeed. Even if, you know, even if new NFTs aren't your thing, cool. That's like totally fine. Yeah. I've always kind of felt like a little bit out of place being like a photographer in like a videographer's world of storm chasers. Mm -hmm. yeah. But now it's like, okay, well there's this avenue that storm photographers can potentially make some money from this and, and, you know, do something more with than just take pretty pictures. Like I've always just thought, you know, people thought of me as like, Oh, she's just the girl that takes pretty pictures of storms. Like big deal. Like, <laughs> but now it's just nice to be able to, I don't know, do something more with it and get my art out there to a wider audience. Well, are there any like, specific like hard lessons or, or wisdom that you have that maybe you could give to somebody who's you know maybe even not a, a, a weather photographer maybe you know they they draw things on their their ipad or they make things in illustrator you know they're a graphic designer but like are, are there any like speed bumps that you've experienced in, in kind of jumping into this portion of your career that you know you, you might want to give uh to to somebody uh, who's just starting out yeah absolutely um i think it's just important to come into this world, into this space of NFTs with a lot of humility and just um, don't expect this to be like just a big instant money grab kind of thing. Like, oh, I'm just going to like mint this thing and, and price it super high and I'm going to make all this money. Like it is hard to make money with NFTs, especially in the beginning and especially when you're just getting yourself out there because essentially, you know, the collectors in the space they they want to see that someone's invested in the space, like, you know, the community as well. They're, they're not just, um, they can typically spot someone who's just looking to make a quick cash grab and get out. So just like, just come in with this willingness to learn and engage with the community around you and just like, you know, learn and grow and like, see what the community is all about and like hop into some Twitter spaces and listen to, you know, collectors and artists and everyone sharing their experiences. And then once you get to a point where you feel comfortable, you can get up and speak in some of these Twitter spaces and start to talk about your work and your passion, why you're here, like what, what brings you here in the first place? Like, tell us about like your art, basically. And really, that's what changed everything for me is when I finally got into um, a big Twitter space with a big collector. And uh, to be honest, like I kind of ended up breaking down and just like, like just talking about how much my life has changed over the last year and how, how my focus and my priorities have been rerouted to photography and doing the things that make me happy and making that my full focus, because none of us really knows like what the future holds. Right. And so I kind of just turned around and I made photography my full focus. And I was just like, you know, I want this to be like the mark that I leave on the world. Basically. Like I, I want people when they think of me, they, they just, they think of my storm imagery. Like that's the mark that I want to leave behind. And it's just, it just is, it was interesting that it was like my first time speaking in a big space. And I was just like super emotional about it. And people <laughs> were like, like just swarmed around me with like so much love and support. It was like unreal. And it was so genuine. And it's just like out of the woodworks, people were like wanting to reach out and connect with me about their stories and wanted to share their struggles and say how much I inspired them. And then like people were coming out of the woodworks and like collecting my pieces mm -hmm. and just wanting to, to support me and, and my journey. Cause I, I never wanted it to be like, 
a thing where people just were buying my pieces because they felt sorry for me. Mm-hmm. Like I never wanted that to be a thing, but it was just like the the natural evolution of just like me sharing why storm chasing is like the lifeline that keeps me going in life. Like having that ability to chase and, and create and, and do this thing that drives me is like, is is such a big deal for me. And it's like, there was a time like earlier last year that I just didn't know if I'd be able to chase again because of my physical health. Mm -hmm. And it was a very intense time period of grief for me. So to be able to come out there this year and be able to chase as much as I did, with some modifications, uh, you know, with, with my health, but chase as much as I did was everything to me. And I, and I went out and I got some of the best storm images that I've gotten Mm. really, because, because I, I was able to approach it differently to, to where like, I'm never disappointed after a storm Mm. chase. It doesn't matter if I saw tornadoes that day, it doesn't matter what I saw because I'm Mm -hmm. there out there doing like what I love. And I'm so grateful just to be out there and creating and chasing. Like, like you just, I can't even express it. Just my gratitude to just be out there and chase. So that's just kind of what I've been trying to communicate with my art and just trying to just show people this beautiful side of storms that maybe have never seen it before. Mm, That's so good. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think to us, your, your storm photography is, a huge inspiration, but also just like what you're saying, like you sharing your story so openly and being being vulnerable in a community that can, you know, be a, be a harsh place, you know, to to be frank. Um, and 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 so we we are very thankful for you in, in that regard. And and obviously, you know, um, you're touching the NFT community as well. Um, and that just it, it, it's it's a it's a win win at the end of the day. You know, always to be vulnerable and. It's so easy to be guarded. It's so easy to be af- like afraid. I'm speaking about myself here. Like it, it's just, it's even when we're doing this podcast, you know, like I, I don't want to share all of me. Like, I don't want to share, share those parts that are confusing or, 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 or that, that I'm still struggling through to, to, to figure out, you know, like feelings of like shame and things like that, you know, um, yeah. uh, with whatever, but, um, I think I speak for the guys when I just say like, you are a light in this community and Mm -hmm. um, we're just, we're just so grateful for, for you. And I know I want to be careful saying that because I know there's, you know, pain that I don't even know about behind all the things that you share. Um, But just for, for your, for your stance and your attitude, um, I think a lot of people can, can learn from that. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. It really means a lot. I mean, you know, I guess I've just always uh, come from a place of like, if I can use my struggles to help other people, even if like not everyone's going to feel comfortable being as open as I have been at times, because it does open you up to backlash, criticism, uh, judgment, things like that. But like, I've always just come from the place of if I can use my story to help people, mm. like, why would I not want to do that? So that's yeah. just what I've sort of tried to do uh, for the most part. I've, I've tried to do that. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I love, I love, uh, one of the narratives there is, is kind of being learning to become really comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we all are who we are and we're all trying to become a better version of ourselves. at the same time we are who we are. And I, I think in terms of, if you just take storm chasing and I kind of think of our, just our team right now, like Jeremy and Gabe and I, like Gabe is a world-class videographer, <laughs> like, like 
we we all know that. Like every time a video comes out, people are like, "Great job, guys!" We're like, eh, "Great job, Gabe." <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, <laughs> but, but we take it. And but I remember um, there were years I was super insecure with like my video work because I'm like, it it's not going to be anything cinematic compared to Gabe's. Mm. But my passion was photography. I was like, mm-hmm. that thing I I can do that, and I'll always do video because when you're in a hurricane. You can't take pictures of the wind. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But but all that being said, like I think being a part of this team, I think one of the things it's taught me is be okay with what you're passionate about and do that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I love I love the fact. I think that's the thing that sta- stands out to me about with NFT and photography with you. And um, it doesn't mean you're not going to do great video. It doesn't mean you're not going to do other elements, but but you found the thing you're passionate about and you're excelling at it and you're pursuing it. And I just think that's so important for, uh, we, we, that storm chasing community is very comparative seeking. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very, um, I don't know the right word with that, but it, there's, there's a lot of unique kind of jealousy as with any kind of community. And I think finding your, your place of like, Hey, this is what I love to do. And exactly. this is what I want to excel at doing and finding your place in that and just having a voice in that. I think that's really unique and special. And I think that's one of the things we really want to compliment you on is it's, it's been an inspiration. Thank you so yeah. much. Gosh, that means a lot to me. Yeah. You know, you just got to stay true to yourself at the end of the day. Like, yeah. you know, I've, I've been trying to force myself into this little box that I thought the weather world wanted me to be for so long because I just, I just wanted to do what I love and in whatever capacity that I could, but I couldn't put my camera down. I just can't (laughs) like, it's literally against my (laughs) non-religion. It's like, it's literally like I, and I, and I take video. It's been probably the most frustrating thing in the world, learning video and how to edit video. Like when I edit video, sometimes I just want to like bash my brains out. I just like, it's, it's just, I don't know. I wish I was good at it because I've seen people like Gabe just be like put incredible video together. And that's just like, okay, like I want to capture the tornado in all forms. So I definitely will have my GoPros and my dash cam. And like, if I have time to set up my, you know, my, uh, my 4k Sony on a tripod, that's even better. But like at the end of the day, I don't care what those cameras are doing. Like I want to be taking still photos. Mm -hmm. It's just who I am. It's ingrained in who I am. So it's just, you know, you can't, you, you just have to do like you said, like exactly what you said, do what you love, right? Yeah, do what you love. That's right. so good. Um, you, you mentioned a little bit kind of how, how you needed to chase a little bit differently this year. Um, mm-hmm. if, if it's okay, uh, we, we would love to hear a little bit of kind of what that journey has been for you and, and maybe kind of needing to kind of operate a little bit differently. Kind of what are, what are the reasons behind that and, and what kind of has been the, the, the kind of the outcome as you've been chasing? Sure. Um, well, August of 2019, I had a really scary situation happen with my health that kind of um, began as basically me having very like seizure-like symptoms that sent me to the hospital Mm -hmm. and felt like I was going to have a heart attack and I like I was going to pass out. Like I lost all control of like my my bodily like my body basically. Like I was full body convulsions. Like I didn't know what was happening to me. And it was the scariest thing. It just literally happened while I was sitting there at my computer doing homework. And like my hand went dead, like went totally numb. And then the whole rest of my body just started seizing. It was the craziest thing. And, um, you know, that was like the first day that like 
something serious was wrong. Like I've always had little weird things health wise happening here and there, but like, um, but this was just like the catalyst of like, something is definitely wrong. (laughs) Um, but for months and months and months of like all these neurologists, all these specialists, I probably saw 12 different specialists. I'm not even kidding. And no one could figure out what was going on with me for like months. I couldn't even drive. Like I, I was struggling. It was like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't walk up a flight of stairs without collapsing. I was like fainting. I was like all these weird things happening. I lost like 50 pounds. I couldn't eat very much. Like it was rough. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was like, I am dying and no one seems to understand why. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so finally this year, like April, um, the third neurologist I finally saw was able to kind of discover that I have a couple very rare antibodies Mm -hmm. that essentially point to an extremely rare type of um, autoimmune-based dysautonomia. I'm not even going to try to tell you what it's called because it's just so... I still can't pronounce it, so I'm not yeah. even going to try to say it. <laughs> yeah. But basically, all you need to know is that it involves the failure of your autonomic nervous system, which regulates your heartbeat. It, it's like responsible for you breathing. It's responsible for digestion, for body temperature regulation, like um, even just the ability to produce moisture, like, you know, mm-hmm. in your eyes and mouth. I mean, just like... The, everything in your body, it's systemic, right? So, so this was basically lab results telling me that, okay, well, the, the system is failing. What happens if that system fails? Yeah, not good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that was at least like the breaking point of like, okay, now we know it's wrong. How the hell do we treat it, right? Like, mm-hmm. how, what do you even do with that? It's so rare that only like 100 people per year get diagnosed with it. Wow. And so there's no standard of treatment. There's like no okay, well, this has worked for this person, so let's do this. Like, literally all of it is just a guessing game. So we'll just try this thing first, and hopefully, like, we'll see some difference. So that's kind of been, like, like that. So again, like I said, that happened April, and it, like, literally turned my whole life upside down. I was like, okay, well, as I'm researching this, I'm like, okay, I I really am, like, possibly dying here. Like, I, I don't know, like, how much time I have. I have no idea, like, what my future looks like. Am I going to be around for my daughter? Like when, as she's growing Mm. up, like a lot of life questioning moments. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm, And so it, it basically just was like, okay, screw everything. I thought I was trying to do in life. Like (laughs) I am going to put like the three main things in focus, my daughter, my family and my passion. Right. Like family. I kind of, when I say family, I mean family friends. Cause I kind of lump those into one. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, daughter, family, and like, what is my passion and how do I make that like the thing that I'm doing all the time? So that's, that's kind of going into this chase season. Like I was kind of just carrying that weight, um, like through every chase, like every single chase, I'm just like, it felt different to be out there. Um, it maybe didn't feel as freeing, especially in the first like few bits of being out there. It was just like, it just had a different feeling. Like I just kind of felt like this pressure of time, like, okay, well, I don't know how much time I have to be doing this. Is this like, how long am I going to be able to continue chasing storms? Like just these thoughts that would go through my head. Uh, but it, it just essentially allowed me to re reevaluate how I perceive chasing and in my individual chases. Like, you know, my, I think most chasers kind of go into it with these certain expectations for the day. Right. Mm-hmm. We look at the models, we look at the data, we look at satellite, and we're like, okay, this is what I'm thinking is going to happen today. And especially if it's a big hype event, or if it's something that has a lot of potential to go big, and it doesn't, and you yeah. bust, 
or maybe like a secondary target goes big while you're sitting there like under blue skies. Um, we won't talk about that. But <laughs> like, yeah, we, we've mentioned that many times. It's rough. <laughs> right? Right. So these are the very real things. But it allowed me to look at those, quote unquote, what we normally would typically view as busts with under a different scope, like through a different light. I, I think just having that appreciation for just being able to be out there at all and chasing storms. Um, so I, I started to just evolve like, and just sh- like basically shoot everything. Like, I don't care if it's just a junky storm, like look for something beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's something beautiful with every storm that you chase. Right. There's, there's something mm-hmm. to come away from every single chase with, whether you see it, a t- see a tornado or not, like whether it's just lightning all around you or just like beautiful rainbow at sunset or like gorgeous mamatas, like there's always something beautiful to appreciate with the storms that you're chasing. So I think being able to drop that expectation that a lot of us have when we're going out and chasing helps you really enjoy chasing a lot more. It it just is more fulfilling Mm. when you drop the expectations and just, just enjoy chasing for the joy of chasing, right? Like, we love being out there. Like, we think about it all winter long. I can't wait for spring. Like I can't wait for spring. Yeah. Right. Like just having that anticipation, trying to carry that with you into every chase that just that almost like a kid, like joy, like, like childlike wonder, like trying to take that with you into every chase and, and viewing it from that lens, I think has helped chasing be a lot more fulfilling for me than it was in the past when I would have difficult chase days that didn't pan out well. So that's just kind of been a big evolution for me. And I'm so good. It, wow. I honestly would call that like the silver lining and all of this is just having this opportunity to just um, appreciate the little things so much more. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, that part of your story. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, I can't imagine that, that, that journey you've been on that. I mean, there's so many points that you've told us that had to have been just very, very dark times. I mean, mm-hmm. um, that, I mean, you, you gave us the tip of the iceberg, um, yeah, yeah, there, but sure. uh, it's, it's, it's just really helpful for, for me to hear, you know, your perspective, I think, uh, not the same story at all whatsoever. Um, but I had a, I had a similar kind of change of heart this, this chase season, um, I, me a part of the tornado trackers team i definitely chase the least amount uh for for various reasons and i can get really frustrated at that um but it's it's really beautiful and and it make, fills me with a lot of hope that you are out there maybe at the same exact time or on say, on the same storm you know thinking these same thoughts of kind of you know like let, let me not take this for granted. Like, um, let me just enjoy the beautiful things that I'm seeing right now. And let me frame up a, a shot in a different way and capture a different look of this storm. Um, and, exactly. and just enjoy that. So thank you so much for, for that perspective. And I, I know it'll be just encouraging to, to those who are listening and even if they don't pursue storm chasing, you know, if they're pursuing some other dream, um, hobby profession, um, it's, it's the right perspective it, to have, you know, it's the sustaining, uh, perspective to have in life. So thank you for that. Yeah. I think it's, it's, um, I think you just have to go through life assuming that you just don't know if you're pro- like, like no one's promised tomorrow, basically. Mm. So like, if you try to look at life through that lens and just like go after everything with like everything that you've got, then I think it's so much more fulfilling that way. Of course I say that, and that doesn't mean every day that's easy thing to do. Right. 
But I think trying and fighting to maintain that relentless optimism and passion, I think is what's kept me going. Yeah. Yeah. That's really amazing. And you have a, a more realistic view of reality, but cause like you said, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah. Um, that's made been made more real to you. Um, yeah. but to see you instead of, and I could see myself going down this path of just kind of giving up on everything. Yeah. Uh, you've done the complete opposite. I mean, you've <laughs> taken life by the horn. You said, well, if this is what I have, then, you know, I'm going to make the most of it. Um, and that's just been, I'm, I've watched that evolution on Twitter over the past year and a half or so. And it's just been absolutely so encouraging for me personally, just to see you take such a dark situation and say, you know what, here are all of the things that I do have. I might, mm-hmm. I might not have this anymore, but I do have all of these things and I'm going to pour my everything into these things. That's just yeah. been huge and, and really awesome mm-hmm. to watch uh, unfold via social media. So thank you for sharing that on social media. I know that's vulnerable to put it out there on Twitter, especially. Um, but thank you. Cause it's just been a real encouraging thing to see. I really appreciate that a lot. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, again, it just kind of comes back to this whole, like, take, like you said, take life by the horns. I was just basically like, I, I got to this mentality where I was just like, okay, well, if I'm going down, like I'm going down swinging and I'm going to take every single opportunity that comes my way and make the most of it. And just like, literally like just be hopefully an example to my daughter of like, Mm. like consistent resilience through every impossible obstacle that has come my way. Because I mean, you know, it's the only other alternative, like you said, is to give up and like, that's lame. I don't want to do that. Like (laughs) I have like a whole life to live. So let's, let's just not do that. Like, you know, so yeah, I, I appreciate that. And, and honestly being able to talk about it has been very healing for me. So I appreciate you letting me kind of uh, share my story. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. That makes me think about, um, like one of the things, the narratives we always talk about with storm chasing is, I mean, we know that people don't listen to our podcast are all storm chasers. They're everyday people who are like, what's storm chasing? <laughs> but, <laughs> but there are so many parallels with like the, the beauty and the terror of the storm uh, that you chase and you're vulnerable in front of that storm a hundred percent of the time. Like every time you chase it's in front of you and it's bigger than you. It could, it could completely smack you in the face and uh, own you. And, but you kind of put yourself in front of it. And, and then these guys know that like a large part of my story from my thirties, I went, eight or nine years uh, going from doctor to doctor, to doctor for health issues. And there's nothing worse than going, uh, you're looking for your 10th doctor. And you're like, just tell me a diagnosis. Cause I'm tired of someone telling me they don't know. And yes. I, I think like it's unnerving and it's lonely because yes. no one can identify with it exactly. And so, but there's something about going out in front of the storm and going, Oh, it's, it's unbelievably therapeutic. It's just like, oh, I don't have to worry about if someone gets me. I don't have to worry about if I have a diagnosis. I don't have to worry about yeah. if this medicine's going to work. I just yep. know that these stacked pancakes look amazing <laughs> in my Nikon camera, <laughs> and it's going to make me some NFT coin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, uh, I'm kidding. But there's something about it. Like one, it's one of the things that three of us always talk about is no matter what we're going through, there there are some healing agents uh, that every person has. And one of them is storm chasing. And it sounds crazy mm-hmm. to some people, but for us, it's like, mm-hmm. 
get in front of something bigger than yourself and it kind of it, it humbles you and it puts you in perspective and it allows you to kind of find some therapy in that. So I think Literally. I think that's something that the four of us can all relate to in a lot of different ways. And I, I found a lot of community in that. Yeah, it's it's getting out there. You just feel sort of untouchable. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. when I'm out here, man, like literally it's just me in the storm like yeah. everything else just all the other issues and scary things and all these other things just seem small and yeah. you can just like bask in the beauty and the power and just the incredible just glory of mother nature right in front of you and it's like everything yeah. else just everything else just goes quiet you know <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. 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 That's great. I, I appreciate being able to relate to you guys on that. Cause it's, it's just oh, yeah. such a great, and it's such a great therapy. Like there's so many unhealthy coping mechanisms that people can turn to in life. Right. Like literally so many, but, <laughs> yeah. and ba- maybe there was some debate on how healthy storm chasing actually is. <laughs> that's fair. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Right. But you know, when it all comes down to it, like we just love being out there. It's our freedom. Like, when the tires hit the pavement and it's just open road, like there's just nothing better. So crazy, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. It is. Yeah. Nature really doesn't ask anything of you, you know, you just, you just mm-hmm. can be. And I think that's maybe the, 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 the healthiest place to be. I know just modern life. We, we can't be there always, but when we do get there, it's, it's yeah. really, it's really beautiful. Yeah, man. Yeah. I agree. I'm just so grateful for chasing and photography and all these beautiful things that, uh, I'm able to still do in life as long as I'm able to do those things. I'm mm-hmm. like, what what room do I really have to complain? I'm very blessed. I've had a lot of great experiences and opportunities in my life. I hope they keep coming my way. I'm going to just keep putting myself out there and just hope for the best, man. That's all any of us can do in life, right? <laughs> so good. Totally. Yeah. So good. Wonderful perspective. Yeah. Really, really wonderful Thanks. perspective. Thanks, Derek. Um, awesome. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for your time and your story and just what a, I mean, an inspiration on multiple levels you are uh, to us. Um, Yeah. And, and we're so excited to see where, where you go next and over the next several seasons, you know, uh, what advantages, uh, you know, you take hold of and um, yeah. So we're, we're thrilled um, that you're in this community and um, that we get to share a little uh, piece of real estate with you. So thank you again for all you do. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on and chatting with me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Where can people find you online? Sure. Uh, Twitter. Uh, my handle is Doppler Jess. Super nerdy. Super <laughs> easy great. to remember. It's a good tag. Doppler Jess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my website is just um, jessicamphotographer.com. A lot of stuff on there. Um, and yeah, Facebook is just, I think it's just a... Uh, Jessica Moore Storm Chaser. I think it's super easy. Yeah, if I remember offhand. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. pretty much it. That's where you can find me. Awesome. If you if you're out there listening, you've got some Ethereum laying around and you just want to throw it some <laughs> somewhere, it's a good investment. Holla at your girl. Yes. 100%. Hilarious. Absolutely. Gabe, would it be fair to say we're we're pleased as punch? <laughs> Again, I'm just going I'm just going by the list. I'm just going by the list. I'm overjoyed with you, Jeff. Are you thoroughly elated? 
<laughs> I'm a little tantalized. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a gog or not. I, I don't know. I need to look it up. Roused. <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh, no, I did not nope. say aroused. I That's right. Roused is different. It is a different word. Rapturous. I'm sorry. These words are amazing. I'm just gonna Google all of them. Oh, gosh. This is gold. This is gold. <laughs> We're so gold. disturbing. Oh, I love goodness. it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Oh, the Stoke Challenge. Um, That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, thanks again, Jess. Really appreciate your time. Appreciate you guys. You guys rock. Thanks. Well, this is another wonderful episode of the Tornado Trackers podcast. Thank you again to Jessica Moore. Uh, you can find all of her details, um, where to find her online in the show notes. Uh, check her out. Give her a follow. She's totally uh, a, a worthy follow uh, and a, a career to watch. Absolutely. Uh, you can find us everywhere at Tornado Trackers, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, if you want to check our website out, we have a .org. If you can believe that or not, tornadotrackers.org. <laughs> We're a whole org over over here um so go check us out uh encourage people to listen to our podcast if you're enjoying this you're having a good time um share it with a family member share it with a friend that one special person that uh you you chat weather with you text about weather um that would mean a ton to us you can find us literally everywhere there is no excuse not to listen to this podcast it is on every single uh every single podcast medium um so that's going to do it for us thank you so much for listening to the tornado trackers podcast i've been uh jeremy Heyman, joined by gabe cox and jeff mangum uh, we will catch you in a couple weeks see ya yeah.